Hey there, mamas. It is almost summertime. How are you feeling? Are you excited? Overwhelmed? If your kids are in school, you likely only have a few days left until the chaos of summer descends upon your household. So what will you do to maintain your sanity this summer? I have a list of 10 tips to help you not only survive, but thrive this summer with your house full of boys. Stay tuned. Welcome to episode 49 of Redeeming the Chaos. I am your host, Laurie Christine. I'm a mom of four boys, an author, a Bible teacher, and a certified biblical parenting coach. This is the podcast for moms who may feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. If you want your boys to grow up to be strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus, this show is for you. In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. If you want to survive and thrive this summer with a house full of boys, it is all about expectations. Your kids likely have different expectations for what their summer will look like than you do. So it's important to start out the summer with a family meeting to discuss what your expectations are so that everyone will be on the same page. And while it's important to communicate your own expectations with your boys, you also need to hold those expectations lightly. Be flexible. Don't worry if things don't go exactly as you had planned, because I guarantee you they won't. Learn to laugh at yourself and just enjoy the young men that God has given you. But hey, it doesn't hurt to at least start off with a plan, right? So here are 10 tips to help you survive and thrive this summer. So tip number one, create a schedule. I would recommend creating a daily schedule as well as a weekly or monthly calendar. Post both of these things in a prominent place, like on the refrigerator, so that your kids can see them and refer to it throughout the day or the week. So for the monthly calendar, you could include things like extra activities or vacations or special trips where you're going out of town, things like that. And then the daily schedule will be relatively the same every day, except for those special days when you're out of town. Next, you want to decide what to include in your daily schedule. This doesn't have to be super rigid and you don't have to plan out every minute of the day, but it is helpful to set the expectations at the beginning of the summer for what you want to accomplish in a given day. So here are some suggestions of things that you might want to include in your schedule. You certainly don't have to include all of these things, but you can pick and choose what would work best for your family. So a few suggestions would be family devotions, mandatory reading time, and that could be personal reading or maybe family read alouds, chores. Do you want to have breakfast as a family? And if so, what time? How about TV time? When can they turn on the TV? How long can they watch? Mandatory outside time, exercise, doing honor jobs, personal Bible reading, and general cleanup. So those are just a few of the things that you could put on your schedule. 
in our family, we will probably have a few of the things in the morning, um, a regular morning routine. And then at a certain time, you know, it'll just be free time, go play. Um, and then maybe we'll have a couple other things that we do in the evening again as part of our daily routines. Tip number two is to set expectations for technology. I know most of my kids would play video games or watch TV all day long if I let them, which of course I do not. But it is important to set expectations ahead of time to avoid meltdowns and arguments later on. Here are a few questions to think about when setting guidelines for technology. First of all, when, where, and how much time can they be on a device? That may be different from family to family. It may be different from kid to kid, but you get to decide. If everyone is watching TV together, who gets to pick the show? Maybe you could set up a schedule. Do you want to set any screen-free days as a family? This is something new that I'm going to attempt to do this summer and just say no screens at all for the whole day and just set certain days of the week when we will do that. Maybe you want to plan family movie nights where you can all watch something together and then discuss it. Analyzing a movie is a great way to help your kids think critically about what they have seen and whether or not the message of the movie lines up with your own beliefs and biblical worldview. Then once you've decided on some of these technology guidelines, consider creating a technology contract that all the kids have to sign. If they choose not to sign it, then they don't get the privilege of using the technology. It's that simple. Our kids need to learn that Screen time is a privilege, not a right. Now, just a side note, don't be surprised if you get pushback from your kids when you're trying to set up some of these schedules and guidelines for the summer. It is to be expected. But here are a few quick tips for what to do if your kids are pushing back and resisting this new schedule. First of all, don't take it personally. Remember, you are the parent and it's your job to set rules and regulations in your household in the best interest of your children. Your job is not to make your kids happy. It's your job to raise them to be civilized adults who don't sit in front of the TV all day long. Setting expectations at the beginning of the summer will help things go a lot more smoothly and kids won't be caught off guard or surprised down the road. And stand your ground. Don't yell and get upset, but be firm in your decision. By setting these guidelines and expectations, you are training your kids to live within boundaries. And this is a skill that they will need to use for the rest of their lives. If your son has a hard time accepting no as an answer, maybe you need to say no more often so that he learns the correct way to respond when he doesn't get his own way. Okay, so back to our list of tips to survive the summer. Tip number three, spend time in God's word. We have talked on the show before about the importance of spending time in God's word, both as a family as well as personally. As moms, if we are not filled with the spirit of God through the word of God, then we will become dry, empty vessels with nothing left to pour into the lives of our children. So, Make sure you plan ahead of time to spend time in God's word. And I have a few recommendations of where to start, both for your personal time with God, as well as for family devotions. 
One of the things that I would recommend for personal time with God is the Bible recap. And I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but this is something that I am doing with a few friends. I started back in January and it's basically read through the Bible in a year, but you don't have to do it at that pace. You can take it at whatever pace you want, but it is reading through the Bible chronologically. And there's a podcast that goes along with it. There's a book that you can read that goes along with it, or you can just do the Bible reading for that day. And I'll have a link in the show notes, but you could also find it at thebiblerecap.com. And then another resource that I recently learned about is a book called Thirsty, 12 Weeks of Drinking Deeply from God's Word by Hannah C. Hall. I actually just interviewed Hannah on the podcast, but I haven't posted the episode yet. So keep an eye out for an upcoming episode that's all about drinking deeply of Christ. So this book is 12 weeks. Each week focuses on one passage or verse of the Bible. And there are seven days that you focus just on that one passage. So you're really diving deep and getting into the word of God. And I think that would be a great resource for this summer because, you know, 12 weeks, summer is about 10 to 12 weeks. And I think it would be a great resource for you personally to get into the word of God. And each reading is really short. There's a short devotional and then there's a scripture passage, but it will not take you a lot of time. And then for family devotions, I would recommend that you join me for the family fruit challenge this summer. We did this same challenge last summer and we got a lot of positive responses and feedback. So to find out more about the family fruit challenge, you can go to www.familyfruitchallenge.com. So just a quick overview of what is included. When you sign up for the challenge, you will get a short weekly devotional about one of the fruits of the spirit contributed by nine different guest writers. So there's 10 weeks total, including an introductory lesson. And then each of the the devotionals are written by nine different guest writers, including myself. And these will be delivered straight to your inbox. So each week you will get a new email with a link to the devotional. You also get printable memory verse cards about the fruit of the spirit for that week. You also get printable fruit picture cards to display in your home that talk about each of the fruits of the spirit. And then there will be links to activities, songs, games, and crafts that will help your children learn about the fruit of the spirit for that week. Oh, and by the way, it's all totally free. When you sign up for the challenge, you'll receive a reminder email every Monday morning for 10 weeks that will include links to all of the activities and devotionals and things like that. And then no matter when you sign up, you will always start with week number one and continue through week through week 10. So just go to familyfruitchallenge.com to sign up. So one of the other things that I would like to do as a family this summer is to watch the show The Chosen. And I am referring to the show about the life of Jesus, not the new sci-fi show on Netflix, also called Chosen. So I've heard so many great things about The Chosen, and it's been on my list of things that I want to watch for a long time now. There are 15 episodes in season one, so I think that this would be a great show to watch maybe once or twice a week throughout the summer as a family and then talk about it with the kids. Now, of course, you will need to decide if your kids are at the right ages to watch The Chosen. My boys right now are six, seven, 10, and 11, so I think that it would be a good age-appropriate thing for them to watch. All right, moving along. Tip number four is meal planning. So 
I will be the first to admit that I am not great at meal planning. A typical day for me looks like staring into the freezer around 5 o'clock p.m., grabbing an unidentified hunk of meat, and then trying to defrost it in the fastest way possible, which has often involved breaking the tip off of one of my paring knives as I try to chop a frozen hunk of chicken. When my kids ask me what we're having for dinner, I usually tell them that I won't know until it's finished. And we often end up having chicken miscellaneous. However, I have found that my life is much less stressful when I actually do take the time to plan ahead for meals and then actually stick with the schedule. Here are just a few of the benefits of meal planning. First of all, your kitchen knives will all be intact with the point and everything. Imagine that. Next, your kids can prepare themselves mentally for whatever you're having for dinner because they'll know ahead of time. Dinner might actually get onto the table before 7.30 p.m., which then, of course, allows you to get the kids into bed sooner, which then allows you to drink a glass of wine with your hubby and watch your favorite show on Hulu. Another benefit is that you won't have to send your husband out to the grocery store at the last minute for a jar of salsa. And on and on it goes. The benefits are endless. So the times that I have been able to be consistent with meal planning, I have printed out a calendar for the entire month. Then I make a list of 20 meals, five meals per week, and I would just repeat those same 20 meals the next month and so on. If you really want to simplify things for the summer, you could choose five meals and just repeat those five meals or a variation of that meal every week. And if you're worried about getting sick of the same thing every week, you could switch it up a little bit and just have a general category of a meal for each day of the week. So for example, Monday could be meat on the grill. And then that could include chicken, pork chops, hamburgers, whatever. Tuesday could be Mexican day. Wednesday is breakfast for dinner, etc. And then you could still add in some variety for your week by making chicken fajitas one week and then beef tacos the next week. Another way to simplify meal prep is to get the kids involved. If your boys are old enough, why not put them in charge of a meal each week? I think boys as young as eight or nine, depending on the maturity of your son, could learn how to make a simple meal for the family. And you could even assign several different meals to different kids. Tip number five is to be a local tourist. Have you ever been a tourist in your own city or town? What historical or cultural landmarks are nearby or maybe within a few hours from you? Try planning a field trip. You can make it educational by getting out books from the library to learn about the place beforehand. And if you're not sure where to start, try going to the visitor center for your city. I bet there are all sorts of cool places around town that you have never discovered before. I live in Amish country in southern Pennsylvania, and a few years ago, my mom and I took our boys and their cousins, so my four boys and my three nieces, we went to visit a local tourist venue called the Amish Farm and House. Now, in over four decades of living here in my city, I had never been there before. So we all had a great time learning about Amish culture. 
One of the things that my husband and I plan to do this summer is to take a day trip down to Washington, D.C. with our boys. We live about two and a half hours from the Capitol. And we hope to visit the national monuments as well as the museums at the Smithsonian Institute. And the best part is it's all free. We only have to pay for transportation to get there and then for food. I just ordered a book on Amazon that's all about the Smithsonian Institute for kids. And I'm excited to read it with my kids beforehand so that they can have an an idea of what to expect when we get there. So what local treasures can you find in your own town? Tip number six, get outside. The outdoors does wonders for our boys. It provides endless hours of fresh air, sunshine, and much needed physical activity. I would suggest putting outdoor time into your daily schedule. It doesn't have to be the same time every day, but at some point during the day, everyone must go outside to play for at least an hour. And then in addition to daily outdoor time, try planning outdoor adventures throughout the summer. My family loves to find local creeks and go creek stomping on hot summer days. We also have a lot of rail trails in our area, and they are a great way to get some exercise and go exploring. We often load up our bikes and find a local rail trail. Other ideas for outdoor activities include rock climbing, biking, hiking, kayaking or canoeing, swimming in a local lake or a river or a stream, fishing, and camping. Tip number seven, go on dates. If you don't put it on your calendar, it's not going to happen. Not only is it important to go on dates with your husband and build a strong marriage, but it's also fun to take your boys on dates. They will love the individual time with you. Maybe you take them out for ice cream or a slushy. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And then just let him talk. Listen to him. Let him know how much you love spending time with him and ask him how you can be a better mom and show love to him. But the dates don't always have to be with you. Encourage dad to take your son on a camping trip or a fishing trip. Maybe you could ask grandma or grandpa if they could hang out with just one of your boys at a time. It's amazing what different character qualities you'll see in your son when you spend one-on-one time with him. Tip number eight, get up early. Oh, this is so hard. I am not an early bird. I love staying up late, watching TV with my hubby or snuggling in bed with a good book. And I often have to drag myself out of bed in the morning. But those mornings when I am able to set my alarm and wake up before the rest of my family are just golden. My day always goes so much better when I am not rolling out of bed at the same time as or sometimes later than my kids. There is just something so fulfilling about drinking a hot cup of coffee and reading my Bible in the quiet of the early morning. So I know it is possible. I've done it before, but it does take some discipline to get to bed at a decent hour and then be consistent about getting out of bed before my boys. So what will it take for you to get up early? Maybe you need to set an alarm in the evening to remind yourself to go to bed. Maybe you need to make plans with a neighbor to go for a walk in the morning. Nothing gets me out of bed quicker than knowing someone is waiting for me and expecting me to be there. Tip number nine, make an I'm bored list. I know you're all dreading the inevitable moment, merely hours into the first day of summer vacation, when someone has the nerve to say, I'm bored. 
How are you going to respond? What are you going to do? Here's one idea. Make a list of activities for your kids to do when they're bored. Activities could include both fun things as well as not so fun things like chores. So you could include things like read a book, draw a picture, build with Legos, weed the garden, clean the toilet, wash windows, etc. Write each idea on an individual craft stick and then put all of the sticks into a jar. Then whenever one of your boys complains about being bored, they have to pull a stick out of the jar. It might be something fun that they enjoy doing or they might have to do some extra work around the house. So let your kids know what the expectations are so that they are not caught off guard. And if you're feeling gracious, you could always give them one warning. They complain that they're bored and you say, oh, you're bored? Well, I could pull a stick out of the jar for you and I bet they will find something to do very quickly. Tip number 10, get help. Girl, you do not have to do this alone. If you are already feeling overwhelmed by these suggestions, just take a deep breath. You don't have to do them all and you don't have to do them all by yourself. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take a break. In fact, it's necessary. Do you have family nearby who can take the kids for an afternoon? Is there a teenager at your church who would like some extra income to watch your kids for an evening so you and your husband can go out on a date? Maybe you could do a kid swap with a friend. You take her kids one morning and she takes your kids another morning. Do you feel overwhelmed by the idea of having twice as many kids in your house? Well, let me tell you a secret. The more kids there are to play with, the more they will all entertain themselves and the more work you can get done. There is no shame in asking for help. Maybe this is the summer that you hire someone to come and clean your house for you. Totally okay. All right, so those are our 10 tips to survive and thrive this summer with a house full of boys. But I have a bonus tip for you. And the bonus tip is to celebrate milestones. We have talked before on the show about the importance of celebrating milestones in our boys' lives. So what milestones will your boys be reaching this summer? Is he graduating from elementary school? Is he entering high school? Is he starting kindergarten? I will put links to a few of my older episodes in the show notes that are all about celebrating milestones in our son's journey to manhood. Today's episode is sponsored by the Family Fruit Challenge. If you want to be intentional about raising kids who love God, show kindness to others, fill the room with joy, and demonstrate self-control, then join us this summer for a fun family challenge focused on the fruit of the Spirit. Let's take advantage of the extra time with our kids this summer. Join us as we learn about the fruits of the Spirit and learn to rely on God to produce His fruit in the lives of our kids. Go to familyfruitchallenge.com to sign up. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 49 of Redeeming the Chaos. To find a blog version of this episode or to find more free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.